Time now for The Real Estate Connection with Stephen Fayard, a realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned investor looking to downsize, move up, or refinance, this program is for you. From probate sales to landscape design to home repairs and maintenance, this is your weekly look into all things real estate. Now your host for the Real Estate Connection, Stephen Thayard. Hey everybody, welcome to the Real Estate Connection podcast with your host and realtor Stephen Thayard with Coldwell Banker, California DRE number 0170019. Hey, thank you for joining me today. Welcome, welcome everybody. Another great big round of applause to everybody who made it today. It's Easter week. What a great week. The weather is fantastic. The uh, the sun is out. Uh, it's warming up. Uh, and we are celebrating uh, an event in history that changed the lives of millions and millions and millions of people for eternity. So uh, happy Easter, everybody. Early happy Easter. So thank you for joining me on today's episode of The Real Estate Connection. And with that, we're just going to jump right on in. You know, spring has arrived and the real estate market is roaring hot. That's right. It's sizzling on fire. Um, Inventory is still low and therefore competition in the market is still really high. Buyers are doing whatever they can do to get their offer accepted by a seller. That means large cash deposits free rent backs for sellers who need to stay after close of escrow. In case you don't know what that is, sometimes a seller after escrow closes still needs a week or two to get moved out of the property into their replacement property or just you know move on with life. And sometimes they ask to uh, stay in possession of the house after it's sold and rent it back from the, the new owner. Um, but with the competition in the market being such that it is, a lot of times uh, uh, real estate purchase agreements have two weeks to up to a month's time of the prior owner staying in the property for a whole month for free. Um, so that's happening. And then also the, the, the most biggest thing uh, that I'm seeing out there uh, when competition is really tight, especially on a market where uh, in a house in the market where it's really desirable, it's ready to move into and everything's been upgraded and the buyer just literally all he has to do is turn the key and move in are non-contingent offers. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. Non-contingent offers. All right. But is the risk worth the reward? So on today's episode of the Real Estate Connection, we will be discussing the dangers of non-contingent real estate purchase agreements. That's right. The dangers of non-contingent real estate purchase purchase agreements. All right. So if you're new to the podcast and you don't want to miss another episode, send me an email right now at info at realestateconnectionradio.com. That's info at realestateconnectionradio.com right there at the bottom of your screen. Uh, that's where you can send me an email right now and you can, uh, Uh, sign up for my podcast distribution list, or you can just go to Podbean or Apple Podcasts 
and sign up there. Just search under Apple Podcast. Go to that section on your um, on your phone, podcasts on your iPhone or on iTunes. Uh, go to podcasts and type in the Real Estate Connection and look for this logo right here. Uh, the man in the cowboy hat, the Real Estate Connection, red, white, and blue there. And you'll find me and you can subscribe to the podcast or you can just go on to Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com and type in the Real Estate Connection and sign up there. And that way you don't have to miss another podcast. So let's jump right on into what this, uh, today's podcast is really all, to be, all about. Today's show is inspired by an article written by David Hammerslaw of Rossi, Hammerslaw, Reisky, and Chuck, Attorneys at Law. They're local real estate attorneys, and um, I subscribe to their newsletter. And this was a great article, and it really caught my eye, is the dangers of writing a non-contingent offer. So I thought to myself, self, why don't you do a podcast on this topic? And so with a little inspiration from that article, I uh, came up with the to- today's topic. So the first question is, what is a non-contingent offer in real estate? A non-contingent offer is a real estate purchase agreement with no contingencies for loan, appraisal, or buyer investigation of the home. Basically, you're walking in, signing a contract saying, we are going to close escrow. We are not going to have time periods set aside for us to get a loan completed and approved, an appraisal for the value of the home, or do any sort of buyer investigations of the home. So typically, a buyer has time periods in a real estate purchase agreement that allows for them to move through the purchase process without a full commitment to close escrow for various items to become settled during the escrow time period, okay? One of those is the appraisal contingency. This contingency sets forth time in the contract. Usually nowadays, it's probably about 17 days because there are so many people getting loans. It's taking time for appraisals to go out and appraise property. Um, but it protects the buyer from being committed to purchase the home for more than the appraised value. Now, if you're buying a house and you write an offer for say $950,000, the appraisal contingency will say, we will not purchase the house unless it appraises for the agreed upon purchase amount in the contract. So the appraiser goes out there and the appraisal comes back for $950,000, we're good to go. You move forward, you remove that contingency because the, the terms of the contract have been met. The appraisal came in at cost. However, if the appraisal comes in lower, say at $900,000, right? The bank is basically saying, we only see the value of this house at 900K instead of 950, and we're only gonna loan you um, up uh, to whatever percentage of, of loan that you're going to get. So if you're putting 20% down, we're gonna loan you 80% of 900,000, and then you gotta make up the difference. Well, this is a point of renegotiation within the contract if the contingency exists. So it protects you, the buyer, from buying a house that's not appraised at the value that you're hoping to buy it at. So that's the appraisal contingency. Then there is a loan contingency. So what is a loan contingency? Basically what that's saying is, seller, I need X amount of days to button up my loan. Meaning 
I am going to allocate 14 days within this contract or 17 days or whatever agreed upon time period for the lender to finish dotting their I's and crossing their T's and giving me a final loan approval. You cannot get a final loan approval before you purchase a house because in order to get the loan, you have to have a purchase contract to complete it and an, and an appraisal and a... And a um, and a, a, a title, a preliminary title report. Okay, those things have to be in place at the in the lender's hands in order for them to complete the lending process. So up until that point, it's not done. So before uh, the lender gives final loan approval, too, they verify um, your employment one last time. So there are things that could happen during uh, the purchasing time period that could become a hiccup for you closing the loan. So that protects you as well. Um, uh, like I said, various issues arise in the lending process that could put a monkey wrench into uh, the final loan. And that is also includes loss of a job during escrow. And now, a lot of people don't anticipate that happening, especially if you've been in, employed for a very long time and there's been no announcements in your company about... Um, uh, layoffs coming or anything like that but you know we're, we work in an at-will state so you can quit at will or you can be fired at will by your employer and so there's always some sort of risk until the lender signs on the dotted line and is done all right so that's a protection for you in the purchasing uh, process so whatever what else is another buyer investigate a buyer uh, contingency that protects you in the purchasing process it's also investigation of the property all right so this gives you time to uh, kick the tires so to speak um, you will be able to during this time period determine cost of repairs for items on a termite report a roof inspection or a general home inspection also which something that people don't think about very much besides the property condition and the contingency for investigating the property is getting homeowner's insurance on the house. And that means fire or flood if it's required. And finding out what the cost of that insurance is going to be um, and whether or not the house can be insured. This is an important step in the investigation process of the condition of the home. So... Uh, this is another protection where you give, you negotiate a certain amount of time to do these uh, types of investigations outside of inspection reports and other items. All right, so if you're walking in and writing an offer as a buyer, non-contingent, you're waiving your rights to do, to have protections for the appraisal, for the loan, and for the property uh, condition and whether or not you can get insurance on it how much it's going to cost or whether it even requires flood insurance and if you can get that so you're basically walking into ex escrow contractually saying there that you are going to close even if the house does not appraise the loan does not go through and the cost of insurance or other issues with the home is high all right so that's what you're doing when you're putting in a non-contingent offer however it's very tempting in this marketplace Right, so most buyers who write non-contingent contingent offers have been provided certain documents uh, to give them some form of comfort when they're writing a non-contingent offer. They usually have been provided by the seller a home inspection, a roof inspection, and a termite inspection that they read before they even write the offer. 
Also included in that list of items is a natural hazard report. In the natural hazard report, it'll tell you whether you're in an earthquake zone, a high fire danger zone, and that especially applies now in California where we've had a lot of fires in the last couple of years and fire insurance has gone through the roof. And you're now required to disclose if you're in a high fire risk danger zone area to the buyer so they know what they're getting into. Also, whether or not you're in a flood zone. Now, if you're in a flood zone, a FEMA flood zone, as indicated in the natural hazard report, the insurance company may require that you acquire flood insurance. Flood insurance is not cheap. So you're gonna look at that too. Also, the seller will have completed disclosures regarding issues that the seller is aware of about the home and repairs previously made. Also, you're going to receive a transfer disclosure statement that itemizes all of the um, systems in the house and big repair issues that have been taken care of or big items that need to be identified, including whether somebody has passed away in the property. And the listing agent will also do a visual inspection on the home as to see what they are, what to see, as to, as to say, come on, Stephen, stop tripping over your words. You can do it. Reset. All right. So... <laughs> As to uh, an agent visual inspection is for the listing agent to take a walk through the property and identify any issues that they see visually. They're not going to go into the walls. They're not a, a contracted uh, home inspector with a license. We just walk through the house and say, hey, there's a hole in the wall. You might want to know about that. Or the screens are missing on the windows. Or um, we, when we walked into the backyard, that sliding glass door on the patio sticks, right? So we're going to identify stuff like that for you too. So with, with that being said, a good agent can help a buyer review these reports and help them become comfortable about the condition of the home. However, sometimes unforeseen issues can still arise. So you need to be careful when you're writing non-contingent offers. You have to walk in with your eyes wide open and know that something could have been missed and what the dangers are, what, your, what risks you're willing to take and, and take responsibility for in writing this offer, non-contingent. All right, so that's on the buyer's side. Sellers may see a definite advantage of receiving a full price non-contingent offer as the buyer is fully committed but in my notes as I, however, issues can also arise on the seller side. So in saying all that, you do need a, an experienced realtor, especially in this market that's very hot. And it's also um, a very competitive for a buyer. And if you want someone who has expertise in this area and has done this many times, and who can walk you through the process and point out where the pitfalls could be, uh, later on in writing a non-contingent offer in order to get the home, give Stephen Thayard, your podcast realtor, a phone call today at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. I'm here to help. This is what I do as a business um, full-time every single day. I'm in the market all, marketplace all the time, and I have my fingers on the pulse of what's going on. If you have specific questions about your situation or what you're thinking about doing and you want some guidance, call me right now, 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. Or you can send me an email at info 
at realestateconnectionradio.com. I'm pointing to it. There it is. Info at realestateconnectionradio.com. Or you can direct message me on Facebook or on YouTube as well. If if you're watching on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up and subscribe button. That really helps the podcast out, and I really appreciate you. All right. So there are issues that can arise on the seller side too. All right. So if you get a non-contingent offer and you sign it as a seller, you're locked in just as much as the buyer is, right? At that point, they're buying the property and you're selling it. So what are the issues that can arise on the seller side? Well, maybe the seller's replacement property could have a delay in close of escrow. So you're selling your house in order to buy a next one, and um, all of a sudden there's something that pops up that delays the close, and you're going to be out of a house and homeless and have nowhere to go. Also, if you're buying new construction, uh, there could be delays due to weather and building the property, back-ordered material, especially during... Um, the SARS-2 uh, coronavirus issue with uh, suppliers and getting stuff uh, shipped across country, um, and also a lack of labor. You know, people call in sick, um, they get called off to another job that's more lucrative, and they leave the uh, builder in the lurch, and it causes all sorts of delays. Also, if you're a seller and you're still trying to find a replacement property, and you can't find one or the one that you thought you were going to get because you were writing the best offer ever didn't get accepted and all of a sudden you're not you're you don't have a place to live and you have not planned for it in the negotiations you've already signed a non-contingent offer that's just going to fly right on through so there can be issues that affect the seller as well so the question is, what happens when issues arise from the buyer or seller during a non-contingent offer process? Most of the time, and this goes back to the beginning of time, is most of the issues most common is are finger pointing, right? It's, you said, you promised, you must have understood, can't you understand? It goes back to Adam and Eve, right? When Adam got called out by God, why did you bite the apple, Adam goes, well, the woman you gave me gave it to me. It's her fault, right? Instead of taking responsibility. So remember, if you're writing a non-contingent offer and you're walking in and you're waiving all your contingencies, fully aware of what you're doing and something goes wrong, the worst thing you can do is point fingers. But that's exactly, that's exactly what happens in most disputes right so what are the most common excuses you should have known we could not complete the process because the insurance was too high the appraisal was too low the interest rate on the loan went up and we can't afford the payments now the cost to repair x y is x y or z is higher than we expected we can't use the properly like we wanted because of the city or county rules etc 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 or if you're on the seller side you owe me money, buyer, because delays in closing cost me X dollars because I was trying to get something done and because I couldn't get it done in time, I had to pay a penalty or I lost a deposit or X, Y, or Z, right? Everybody should be fully aware going in what they're getting into when you're dealing with non-contingent offers, both on the seller side and the buyer side. So what is my advice? Seller, it's tempting to take a non-contingent offer. My advice to you is counter back with some contingencies. Give the buyer some time and a way out. This way, if anything pops up later, they can't say, 
you didn't let me do X, Y, or Z. It may seem risky to you, but in the long run, it will alleviate finger pointing along the line. Also, buyers, I know it's very tempting, and if you have to, you have to, but work with a seasoned professional realtor who can tell you and guide you as to what the issues are going to be, if something could, should go wrong, and what the worst case scenarios are if something should go wrong. And go into the situation with your eyes wide open. Again, if something pops up, do not point fingers. As the saying goes with the United States of America, Navy SEALs, work the problem. Okay? Work the problem. If the parties truly want to resolve the issue, the solution can be found. However, this is just to say that one must go into these situations fully aware. Do not get lost in the moment and try to stay grounded in this competitive market, buyers. Have a good advocate, again, and work together as a team. There is no I in real estate. It's a team effort between the buyer, the buyer's agent, the seller, the seller's agent, the escrow company, the title company, the lender, the banks, the inspectors, the appraisers. We're all on a team working together to get that ball across the finish line, right? That's what we're all trying to do. So remember, if you have a good attitude and you're trying to work through issues, you should be able to solve them. If you have any questions, all right, about this process, please contact me today. Whether you're a buyer or a seller and you're getting ready to walk into this hot competitive real estate market, whether you're on the buy side or the seller side, you should have a conversation with someone who understands all of these issues and pitfalls so that you can be educated on what to expect and how to head off danger at the pass and then how to work problems when they pop up. I can tell you from my 15 years of experience in selling real estate, there is always an issue that comes up in every single transaction. They are never, ever 100% smooth. Not ever, ever. There's always something that you have to work through or battle through. So know that going in and don't anticipate it just step it through one step at a time and then when it arrives you deal with it hopefully it doesn't arrive but if it does and when it does you deal with it as a team you both work together and try to solve it and have a solution all right so again if you have a question contact me today stephen thayard with coldwell banker california dre number 0170019 call me at 408 472-0817 again 408-472-0817 call me today let's talk about your specific situation or what you're planning to do in the future so that I can guide you to the top of the mountain without getting caught in any traps or crevices all right with that happy Easter everybody happy Easter Remember your blessings. 
celebrate the risen king and remember that he loved you so much that he died for you and rose from the dead to defeat sin and death forever. Forever. He loved you so much he died for you. Remember that. That's the reason for the season, the true reason for Easter as we celebrate this coming Sunday. I will also leave you with this. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Revelation 21.4. We know how the story ends and it ends really good. It ends really good. So with that, I want to thank you for joining me on another episode of The Real Estate Connection. God bless you. God bless your family. And God bless the United States of America. And we will see you again next week. This has been The Real Estate Connection with Realtor and Certified Probate and Real Estate Specialist Stephen Thayard. Licensed Cal DRE number 01700019. For more information on this program, visit realestateconnectionradio.com. To contact Stephen directly, call 408-472-0817 or email info at realestateconnectionradio.com. And be sure to tune in next week at this time for The Real Estate Connection.